I hope you're strapped in and strapped out. Getting back on the horse, sex and dating after a nasty breakup. Very casual sex with very horrible people. I think you have to be kind to yourself. Be aware of your own boundaries. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Sex Existentialist. Uh, I am your girl, M pronouns she, her, and today I'm joined by um, what I assume to be a crowd favorite, a fan favorite, uh, my dear friend Enrique. Welcome back, Enrique. Hello. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> ah. So excited. Um, I always tell, well, I tell you, and um, the numbers don't lie that um, the first episode we did together has been a a, a crowd pleaser. Uh, I think really relatable content from your previous experiences. And we're back today with more, I'm sure, very relatable uh, content for the audience. We are talking about getting back on the horse. That's right. Sex and dating after a nasty breakup or heartache. Um, I think breakup is like a really like that pigeonholes the experience i also want to say heartache because sometimes you can just be in love with someone you never date and that can be devastating as well so um you and i both have probably i mean two two to three major breakups i would say i mean not counting the (laughs) the like minor flukes in between Uh, never counting those minor flukes no they're they're insignificant no (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, like, we probably have, like, one really devastating breakup, maybe yeah. two that come to mind. Um, Me, definitely two. Like, if I'm yeah. crying and listening to The Winner Takes It All by Ava, oh. then, yeah, then, yeah, that is devastating. It does not surprise me that we have a shared breakup song. <laughs> um, but obviously, Winner Takes It All. I mean, like... I don't want to talk about things we've gone through, um, though it's hurting me. Okay, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we can both agree that getting back into sex, whether casual or romantic, after such an experience is really fucking hard. Oh, yeah. So, like, how do we, how do you and I, how have we navigated this like based on our experiences kind of what what are some tips and tricks that we can provide to folks trying to navigate the same or at least feeling a little bit less alone while doing that so maybe we can start by talking ab- about a you know some of those biggest heartaches um and then maybe some of the first sexual encounters we had after the fact you know or what was what was your first move after a devastating heartache, whether that was like celibacy for six months, because obviously that's that's a route that some people take. Yeah, I mean, not, not the one that I've taken, but. I mean, um, what I'm going to discuss here are probably some things that you are most likely not going to want to do. <laughs> um, you, you know, just like, you know, just like you said, getting back on the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think I actually ever got back on the horse. I think I was just <laughs> walking with the horse. I never yeah. the horse. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, no, definitely not cel- the celibacy. I, and honestly, I think I would have benefited from some celibacy here and there mm-hmm. instead of just like trying to 
fuck as many men until I can finally stop picturing his, his you know, this particular person's face because unfortunately yeah. that's the way that my emotions work. Oops. That's uh, fine. Yeah. But um, I guess like my first, like, if we're going to go on first devastating breakups, mm. I would definitely have to say like summer 2017, you know, this young gay boy's abroad, he's um, experimenting, he's getting into the whole gay culture of Berlin, which is in a lot of ways eye-opening and legendary and traumatizing all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I met this really nice guy on my birthday. We had a very nice date. We even <laughs> passed by M <laughs> randomly, like the most yeah. random meetup ever. Um, I mean, it's a big city and there we were. There, there we were. There we were. Um, and like he and I had gone out a few more times before I left, um, Berlin and I even, I even took, like, a 12-hour bus to go see him. I don't know if I ever told you that. But, yeah. Um, it doesn't surprise me because I would do it, too. <laughs> that, that's why we're friends. Um, <laughs> but, no, like, that was the commitment that I was going for. And, I mean, like, he was also a-okay with it. Like, he even spent, like, the whole day with me anyway, so it was fine. Um, but, yeah, like, we didn't really fully break up-ish. After I left, it was kind of like, you know, things were just, you know. also, we weren't really technically going out. We were just like, all right, so here's like one of the many rhythms of gay relationships where you're, you're basically like attached to said man. Mm-hmm. You're like doing a lot of like boyfriend-ish things, but you're not placing a label on any of it which is really really common in you know in the gay community to do that I'm not again yeah don't chastise me if it's also normal for straights to do this forgive me um but that's just I think it depends on the straight it just depends on the straight exactly yeah um but from my experience and what from other friends have actually said and from you know just mainstream gay media it's a norm unfortunately And it wasn't until, like, a semester, like, basically the next semester, spring semester of the following year, in which he and I had, like, a, uh, we had, like, a FaceTime at, Mm -hmm. like, 5 o'clock in the morning for me and, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon for him, which is, like, okay, fine. Um, He insisted on it even, and I was just like, you know, I'm just happy enough to see you, basically. And he insisted on it because he wanted to actually tell me, Enrique, I don't think that I'm in love with you as much as you're in love with me. Which we fucking hate. I, I hate that. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm all about open communication, honesty, radical honesty in relationships. I think is fucking crucial. But he called you to say what now? Yeah, he, yeah, his whole, like, that's actually how, like, he started by just, like, doing small talk, like, how are you, how are your classes, which he normally doesn't ever do, like, he'll mm-hmm. talk about, like, what he, like, last watched on TV, like, watched on TV, or, like, the type of music that he was playing for, like, the radio station that he was working for, 
and he would ask for like rocks sometimes but no this time it was just like small talk and then i was just like okay that's awkward he never does this um that's what texting is for and <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally and and then he leads up into this because i'm like because i'm supposed to go that summer back to berlin for yeah. like something else no um and uh you know it's it's great it's great um he basically told me that crushed um at yeah. first like it's 5 30 i'm still like i'm not awake i haven't had coffee so i didn't really fully process this until like later on in the day at around 11 o'clock after i'd woken yeah. up and i was just like what the fuck just happened oh yeah, yeah this guy crushed my soul yeah that's what yeah. happened great awesome let's continue with our day not really no we stayed in bed yeah yeah it's also just like what a way to fucking say that do you know what i mean like yeah. doesn't have the decency i mean maybe maybe like honesty on paper is the decent thing to do but y'all were separated by a fucking ocean at the time so he yeah. very easily could have been like the distance is too much or like i've started dating casually locally which would make sense really and been like look i love you and i've loved our time together but like we're not currently planning on being in the same country anytime soon. So maybe we like put this on the back burner until that changes if it ever does. But instead it was like, I just think that you love me more than I love you, which like, I, I mean, one, I think in some relationships, that's just the balance, right? There's a lack of balance sometimes. Correct. And I don't know. I mean, I had like a meetup with him like one year later. It's kind mm -hmm. of like, um, you know, we're going to get closure type of thing and we're just going to meet up as friends because even he was like, oh, I'd love to stay friends with you because you're so smart and great and I just love talking to you. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know what? That's fine. Um, so met up with him a year later and it was the most awkward thing ever because he was like, he's from Cologne and yet mm -hmm. didn't know where to take me. And then the places that he did take me were like very like, oh, let's take a nice river walk a walk along the river and let's go to like the top of this building to like look at the panoramic view and I'm like stupid you, you're wanting to do like these like very romantic ish things and you're even trying to be very flirty with me and yet you just want to be friends mm -hmm. so it's very it's very mixed and then you want to spend time with me but also at the same time trying to tell me that I don't necessarily have to spend time with you. Right. Th the mixed the signals thing, like, yeah. that that makes closure so much harder. If there's not a clean break, and I'm not saying, like, a mean break doesn't equal a clean break, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying someone has to be a dick for me to get over them, yeah. though it helps. But a clean break is just, like, like a like a clear cutoff um and like romantic walking along the river like flirting yeah and and eventually you you did fully have to kind of cut yourself off from him right in a way yeah i mean yeah i did i unfollowed him from instagram after that entire meeting and I just stopped talking to him in general. Um, it just wasn't, it wasn't working out for me and it wasn't healthy. 
he kept on he kept on saying like oh like i'm gonna go visit you or i'm gonna go visit you and then like nothing ever happened and it's just like you right. know what? no no don't do that no and it, it came to a point where like I stopped asking him when, and I just was like, you know, I know we're, go- you know, we're not ghosting you, but we're just not going to respond to you because this is insane. I can't, I can't yeah. do this. This is unhealthy for me. Yeah. And, and here's some fresh tea for you <laughs> about a month ago. So I met one of his friends and, you know, instantly, you know, grew a connection with him because he likes drag race and, um, like even does drag himself and Hmm. just like a very all around just a great a great individual very personable and like I asked I like I told him like it's a shame that I didn't see you when um that weekend that I saw Felix in Cologne because you were supposed to come and then he told me get this he told me that Felix told him to not go because he wanted to spend time with me yeah, I mean, I'm so glad that I'm so glad that he's not around anymore because what the actual mm. fuck? Yeah, exactly. And sorry that I said it. Well, he, he's not he's not ever gonna hear this. I don't think so. No, and if he does, yeah. you know what, Felix? Fuck you, man. Uh, if he does hear this, fuck you. But there's probably a gazillion Felixes in Germany, so no one no one can insta stock this man. No, 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 never, never. Um, but no, and. I just, I didn't say anything to him. I just said, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. And, like, he, his friend even asked me, like, oh, when are you moving to Europe? Because, like, he's still talking about you. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not, this is another, like, he was just hooking yeah. the response for me at that point. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not playing this game. No. I'm not doing it. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> like, yeah. but the... It's just the like little the little pokes like that that make it so hard mm-hmm. to move on. I I don't know if well, you probably don't remember this because we weren't friends at the time of like my I wouldn't say my last breakup was like the most devastating because I think um I was like mentally prepared to leave that relationship after what a mess it had been, but my college breakup so I, I went into college dating my high school sweetheart, um, and he and I broke up sophomore year of college, and he, he was f- the king of mixed messages as well. I mean, like, we had a really amicable conversation during the breakup because he was like, you know, we grew up together, like, you're my best friend. I just think that we don't it doesn't make sense for us to commit to this relationship when truthfully we're spending our time elsewhere. And I was like, that's pretty fucking fair. Um, I didn't want to break up. I was definitely getting dumped, but um, it was probably for the best, but it took me so long to see that in part because he would get drunk or stoned and then we'd see each other at like mutual friends parties. And he'd be like, I miss the way you smell. Or he'd be like, I've been looking at your Tumblr and I saw that you were like blogging about breakups. And I was like, and he was showing other people my Tumblr, which this was, you know, people be on Tumblr still. Um, we still had porn on Tumblr then. Right. Um, 
And I was being edgy and artsy on Tumblr because I was grieving. And this man would be like, I read what you wrote about me on Tumblr and like, I just miss you. And I'd be like, cool, why aren't we together then? Why are you fucking my friends? Why are you, yeah, my sorority sisters, my pals. Why are you doing that if you miss me so much, boy? And you know what? The answer was he didn't fucking miss me. He was just sad. You're just alone and wanted your attention. Yeah. Yes. So immature. This man, still immature. I see his tweets. He knows. I've called him out on it. But like, this tweet was dark. You should delete that, man. But this is this is the thing, right? It's like, what do you, how do you cope? How do you let yourself emotionally and physically move on when someone is is poking at you or or someone in their network is planting seeds? They're like, well, what if that weekend in Cologne, I had let something happen? Like, would we still be together? You know what I mean? Like, even even though I know you're fully glad that that is done, it's sort of like, you can't help but think about some of that stuff sometimes. That makes it really hard to move on. Like, it was awkward because, like, at some point I tried to just, like, give him a hug. And he, mm. like, rushed away. And that for me was like, you know, I'm not even going to attempt anything else. Because, let's be fair. And I think I even said it last time. I'm the one that causes the most harm to myself. I went that weekend going like I was willing to meet with meet him and like if the moment presented itself I was willing to do more like let's be real because because I missed him and because you know like I was emotionally available and just physically available at the time so yeah yeah that was me so what happened post the initial um I guess the the 5 a.m. breakup call. What, like, obviously there's the grieving process, but at what point did you think I'm going to attempt to, um, you know, get back into the physical game? How am I going to handle sex and dating with other people in the wake of this? Um, Toxic or (laughs) non-toxic? You see, me post that was very, very toxic, actually. Like, Mm. this was me having no form of, um love for myself primarily like I would stay up until like two or three some weekends just to like have a hook up with someone on yeah. you know on the grinder on grinder um or like I would go on dates and like it wouldn't even it wouldn't progress to the second date because I was just like okay like hey like why like let's go back to your place or let's go back to mine and you know yeah. Do that. And and it even came to a point where I had sex with a friend and it wasn't good and it was like it got to the point where like we thought we wouldn't be able to be friends anymore because it just really was not good. Like the chemistry wasn't there. Like we knew we had known each other and it just as much yeah. as like, we were attracted to each other, it wasn't gonna you know, it wasn't gonna go well. So it was a lot of casual play, which looking back on it now, I wish I had regulated it a little bit better. And I wish I was able to just take some time to reflect on what had happened, leave, and then move on with myself rather than with other people, essentially. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a really, really important note. And maybe I maybe I think that because I hear that 
from kind of an autobiographical standpoint, knowing that I, um, I'm a serial monogamist, uh, as the listeners have probably guessed by now. Um, and so I, I did spend several months post that college breakup single, but it didn't take long before I started regularly fucking my ex-boyfriend's, uh, sweet mate, roommate, um, and then that turned into a four-year-long relationship. So, um, you know, I think I think giving yourself space to grieve by yourself as opposed to alongside someone else is important. Because um, I think it takes time to get to know who you are again outside of the grief. Um, I think, uh, you know, for those of us who struggle with mental illness as well, and breakups can be particularly triggering it's also easy I think to slide into the I am my sadness um and that's not your identity and it doesn't have to be the identity that you internalize while re-exploring uh you know casual or romantic sex because it sounds like too you were really shut down on these first dates with the end goal of you know experiencing some wild fuckery after the dinner the drinks or whatever in order to feel something and then kind of like be shut off I don't know if I'm making a jump but it sounds like you you were totally closed off from making an emotional connection at least at first exactly um and just to show some form of growth (laughs) I mean we're cutting to like the current day where um this wasn't particularly a relationship, but I was emotionally connected to this individual for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, like it even started, like it started off as like an awful day. Like whenever I first met him, I thought he was like the biggest narcissist ever. Like, I think I even told you this. Yes. Where like completely cocky, like, okay. Yeah. I understand that if you know where you are in the world and you are 100% sure what you're going to be doing, that's great. That's amazing. I love that. But like humble yourself a little bit. You're not hot shit. Yeah. You know, relate yourself to other people, especially if you're going into the profession of trying to analyze mm-hmm. people's own <laughs> own mentality, really? essentially. Really. Really. Especially with children. Mm-hmm. And Cut to, like, two months later after that horrible day, um, having sex with him because I thought, oh, you know what, I just want to have sex with someone. Uh, This is a pandemic. Uh, This was my sex anecdote from last time Mm -hmm. where it was really, really great sex. Um, And I did it because, you know, he was the least emotionally available person that I knew. So I knew that I hate him already, so nothing's going to happen from here. Right. But somehow, some way, and you know, this is a classic, um, it's a classic moment for me. I ended up liking him. Yeah. Because like the after sex talk where he actually showed some semblance of his humanity and, you know, <laughs> caring about, <laughs> caring about, you know, certain situations and certain movements that I care about and just finding, you know, finding a form of relation, really. Yeah. In a way that I was able to connect with him and eventually have sex with him again. 
mm-hmm. and have a date with him and emotionally connect myself with him for a few months and always, you know, keep back and forth. And even just eventually getting to the point where, you know, okay, I know he's moving soon. He's graduating from school. He's, you know, he's signing a contract to which he's compelled. Yeah. To move, to, you know, move elsewhere and live his life. Fully respect that. But having told you my feelings and have you... Have you reciprocate said feelings? Hmm. I would at least expect, you know, common human decency to like, okay, let's just have like a final shebang. Not even, does not have to be sex, but like at least like a final meetup where like we can just say goodbye. Did not yeah. even have that. We, you know, he tried scheduling it. He said, oh, but I'm going to be in Chicago and then I'll be right back. And then... I've heard nothing from him after that. And then by the time I knew it, according to his snap, he was already, like, he had already moved. So it was like, okay, I'm never going to see him again. Yeah. That's great. You know, it's cool. Super fucked up as well. And then, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to move on. I'm not going to talk to him. It's going to be great. We're just going to have, like, a hot Vax Boy summer, which is what I was initially trying to do before, you know, hello, Delta. Um, Yeah. Uh, and then he, re- you know, he randomly messages me and then I have to be like, you know what? No, because I've already cried over you. Why do you keep on bothering me? Yeah. Continue, continues to test me, honestly. And I, you know, some, I know most times I would play the game as well. I would also do the same thing, but now it's just like, no, this is, again, this is too much. This is another person that yet I grew an emotional connection with. The sex was great. And I feel like in a perfect world, it would have, you know, there could have been an opportunity and it could have worked out. But right now, because, you know, everything, it's not, there's no possibility for it to work out. And because communication is awful. And because apparently I attract men who send me mixed messages. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been particularly immature, in my opinion, just in terms of the the reaching back out to you via fucking Snapchat after he'd moved without making an opportunity for you guys to say goodbye properly. I mean, I just think like that's fucking mind blowing to me. And I know like he is on the younger side age wise, right? He's like late twenties. Oh, he's older. He's older than me. Yeah. He's older. Oh, 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 for some reason, (laughs) I mean, I knew he was like in school, like grad school, but I, for some reason thought he was like, on the young side. Okay, well, then no, fucking... No, I think like, some time before going to, like, yeah. Yeah. So, literally, like, fucking garbage. I'm sorry. If you're nearing 30, gentlemen, if you're nearing 30 and you're treating someone like this, you need to fucking evaluate yourself. Um, <laughs> a little pep talk ASMR for everyone. Uh, yeah. No, that that's inexcusable behavior. Just getting to, like, the growth period, like... It is how bad it was. Like, I couldn't have sex with anyone without picturing him. Yeah. Like, that's how bad this was. Yeah. And then finally, he goes to Vegas. I mean, I go to Vegas. Excuse me. I go to Vegas because, you know, I try to have some semblance of a vacation after being in a cocoon for a year. Yeah, of course. Um, 
And, like, you know what? We're not actually going to hook up with anyone, especially since, like, most of the men that I was, like, chatting with on Grindr kept on telling me, like, whenever I would ask them, are you vaccinated? They were like, oh, no, I'm not. So I'm like, okay, I have, like, less of, um, yeah, yeah, like, I I feel less compelled to actually meet up, like, meet up with you. Like, you, yeah, yeah, like, I want to keep my mask on. Like, that's what's going on. This is the world we're living in currently. Where, like, you got to show me that Vax card first, and then and then you're approved for entry. Nothing um, gives gets me rock hard like a Vax card. It, it, exactly. Like, if that I see rhymes. CBD, ooh, yeah, ooh. I'm going to put on a shirt. Exactly. But, um, no, I was just walking the strip. I even went into a piano bar, listened to, a co- like, basically a comedy show. It was great. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, I get like a ding because I'd said hello to like this really cute guy and he said hello back. Um, and then here's a surprising for here's a surprising aspect for like all you gays who might be listening. He did not ask for any dick pics, any body pics, any anything pics. He was just like, Can you come over? Question mark. Yes. And I was like, you know what? You have a cute face. I'm not asking for pictures either. I am down. Yes. <laughs> He's like, my brother's staying out until three. <laughs> it we was haven't told that. <laughs> we haven't told that. It's 12 o'clock. I got there at like 12. Um, had a great time. It was honestly like the first time I've had sex since said man, since back in February, mind you. That was great. Yeah. And like, okay, to show some growth, I did not fall in love with this man. And neither did I picture the last, you know, the last man in order to have an orgasm. I did not accidentally say the individual's name, which did happen once. I mean, we've all, I think we've all been there like a, like a little bit. Correct. But it's still yikes when it happens. It's hella yikes when it happens. Mm-hmm. But also, like, the guy that I was sleeping with then was also garbage. So it was fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. He probably didn't notice. Exactly. And then ended up having, like, a very nice conversation with him about being brown and gay in America. So it was like, all right, great. We're doing great. Like a gift. A, an entire gift. Made the Vegas moment. It was, you know, I did not gamble. I took a gamble on this one, and, it, and, <laughs> and I did win. And I hope he won, too, because he also came out of, like, a three-year relationship. Mm. And he was feeling really down about himself. His ex had told him that he wasn't good in bed. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is really good in bed. So, Aww. honestly, his ex was just playing mind games with him. Yeah. No, no, he's a wonderful individual, and I wish him well. Yay. Yeah. So, I mean... First of all, winning. Um, So one – okay, two questions, two questions. First, um, have you guys talked at all since then or is it like fully – like since you left Vegas, you fully cut it off? He's in LA. I'm in Houston. I have no intention to actually ever communicate with ever again until I get tested for STDs because I actually like. That, you know, I actually do, especially the people who, like, I don't have sex as often anymore, so, mm. like, the people that I do hook up with, it, when I when and if I do, you know, get tested, especially now that I'm on prep, I have to do so every three months, every other three months, um, I'll, like, say hello, and then I'll tell them, like, oh, like, this is my, you know, blah, 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 
Yeah. Um, so other than that, like, no, I haven't spoken to him, but I hope he's doing well. No, I think, I think that's great because it, yeah. I think it goes back to the, like, you can have a really rewarding mm-hmm. sexual experience that helps you move on, but not in the way that I think can be unhealthy, which is like immediately going into depending on someone else to make you feel better. There we go. Um, so huge moment of growth, honestly, a phenomenal example to all of us. Um, and I guess like, what would you say if there's anything in particular, a couple of things that like, what, what did you do or, or what experiences led to, to that growth and in, in that kind of sex and dating related um, decision-making, you know, you went from post Felix, like having a kind of a series of nightmarish, at least I imagine in hindsight, nightmarish casual sexual encounters to now, um, being able to have like really healthy, great one night stand. Exactly. I mean, like post Felix, I was having like very casual sex with very horrible people, like trash, human garbage, basically. To the point where I felt like human garbage. I was human garbage. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Um, and a huge part of what changed since then is I would have to say therapy. Mm-hmm. I would have to say my own personal reflection on what had happened, how it happened, and where exactly do I want to see myself? Like, do I always want to see myself as, like, the guy who is, like placing himself out there and if he and if he gets burned just you know go on a bender go on a sex bender Mm. no that's not healthy it's not like i i can't necessarily do the the frequent hookup game because it's not it's not conducive to my own emotional health um so a lot it was a lot of self-reflection and a lot of really good therapy I would I would say no I I think um I think those are are good points I think um for me probably similar um Mm -hmm. my therapist is a fucking godsend um love her miss her when I don't talk to her am I dependent on my therapist um you know what she helps you um, build the blocks necessary for you to move forward. So I don't say that you depend on her. I say that she is helpful. Yeah, she she is really helpful. That's, yeah, no, that's true. Um, I am obsessed with her, but... Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, I think... Um, I think self-reflection is a, like you said, a really important part. Like, post... Post breakup, before you have your first, you know, meaningless or meaningful hookup, maybe journal, you know, like I'm not a sex therapist. I encourage you to see a therapist, but yeah, like, like write down your feelings about the breakup. Let you, let yourself feel your feelings because at least based on our joint experiences, it seems like if you don't let yourself feel your feelings, then you will be, you know, mid coital with someone else, a fucking stranger or a friend, which we've both also done. And then you're like, Oh wait, I'm thinking about this man who broke my heart or women or other. And, um, 
you know, you're inside someone or someone's inside you and you just don't want it and it's bad. You're basically just having sex in order to have some form of pleasure, which at that point I would highly recommend just getting a sex toy. If you're going to do that, don't use someone else just because you're going through a rough patch. Having been a person who has used other people and has been used, it doesn't feel great. You don't leave that sexual experience feeling great. You you feel miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I know like, you know, if you don't have the resources to see a therapist after a breakup or regularly in general, um, you know, I think a really healthy balance of journaling, writing, and talking to your friends and family, right? I mean, like as corny as that is, and obviously none of us want to rely too much on our friends and family because we always all feel guilty about it. I feel like I always feel guilty about it. Everyone I know feels guilty about it. But what else are friends and family for if not to support you during this hard time? So it's like, as opposed to, you know, shoving your tongue into somebody's maybe unsafe hole, like, you know, have have a journal, have a think, masturbate. And then if you want to swipe a few times and, and find yourself someone sexy to go home with, then like fucking do it. Just give yourself time before jumping into it. Um, the difference for me between that college breakup where I was super toxic after, which for me, like I did have some really bad casual hookups, but the thing that was really toxic for me is that I was blacking out like three times a week. So I, I was going to as many fucking frat houses as I could. And I was, I was like blacked out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like every evening. And I don't know how I did that in hindsight. I, I mean, I was like 19, 20 years old, which is crazy, but like I was just getting fucked up. I was also starving myself, which is unrelated. Um, but I was suffering with disordered eating at the time. And so I was also eating so little that I could have like five drinks and be completely blacked out. And I was like fucking loving being completely out of it on the weekends because it was easier than being sad. And y'all, if you're doing that shit, definitely, definitely get a therapist. Cause that's also really fucking disordered behavior. Um, exactly. I mean, that's grief, right? We all handle grief differently, but if you're grieving that hard about anything, get a fucking therapist. Cause otherwise you could really, you, I mean, these are dangerous situations, right? Unprotected casual sex um, with people who are garbage, who don't take care of themselves, who don't respect themselves or or you, and then, you know, being unkind to your body, whatever that means. Um, those are the times where you need to turn for support, both familial and professional. Um, exactly. So I was doing that. Um, and I think, like, in my most recent breakup which is has been some time now and I'm obviously as everyone knows of course in a happy healthy relationship both like emotional and physical thank god and I think kind of the difference between you know my really terrible college breakup and my like kind of a last adult breakup was therapy I'd been in therapy for three months by the time that my relationship ended and at the start of seeing my therapist I remember being like everything's good my relationship um but like I have anxiety and all these other issues and by the end of it it was like I packed a bag and I moved out um because there were so many things that I hadn't been aware of um that 
that she brought attention to. And, and by that, I mean, I had a really warped perception of what a healthy relationship looked like. Um, and I thought that to an extent, like disrespect and light abuse, emotional abuse, were going to be part of every long-term relationship. And like, that's you just needed not to get to out of there. Like yeah. it was, it was absolutely necessary for you to leave. Yeah. And I think, I think I was still a fucking mess. Like, I don't think, and I'm sure you feel this way too, between like your, those two heartaches that you're talking about is like, I grieved just as hard. Huh. Right. But I think the difference is the mental and emotional preparedness for that grief. Um, whether because the relationship kind of situationally prepares you over a longer period of time for it to end, or if you're just in a better mental state as an individual, then there's an ability to cope that's more inherent um, than if you're not. So some of that is maintenance too, just like general mental health maintenance. Um, and I feel like having sex after that is also goes into that because you have to have a healthy perception of your own body and like identity as a sexual being. You see, I already have weight issues, like self, like self-image issues because of my weight. Mm. And for me, like it was always incredibly, incredibly hard to see myself as like, oh, like I am a sexy individual. Like when I think about dating, I think, oh, like, all right, they're going to look at me like, oh, he's cute or, you know, he's cute sort of thing. Uh, he's he's cute and cuddly and like okay yeah great you're likening me to a cup great awesome right right uh, exactly um but like okay they're never gonna see me as sexy and then this guy last breakup ish whatever I don't even know what to call yeah. it anymore um like he would like he would tell me that and he would say like he would like very confidently say that I was sexy and it made, in a way like it made me feel that way yeah also because I was in the process of like losing weight and gaining muscle mm-hmm. and like feeling a little bit better about myself so like it was great and then once things went south it was kind of like there was like that back thought in my mind where like okay is he like not into me anymore anymore because like I'm not sexy and like mm. it's his like his rejection is not making me look at myself like I'm sexy. So therefore, like having sex is like this is not like I don't feel I don't yeah. feel well, I don't feel right, or like I'm just gonna like shut like throw myself at like you know, mediocre men because then like the nicer yeah. looking ones aren't gonna have me essentially. And this time it was like in the past, 100% of that. Now, it's kind of like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Yeah. You're great. Especially after talking to a therapist, which is why, you know, we're pushing the need to actually, you know, seek some form of professional help, whether it is through yeah. a therapist or um, some form of counseling in general. Family, yeah. Friends. Seek help. Because of that, because of this person, I was able to, okay, yeah, let's go through some of the rhythms, maybe keep working out, maybe keep eating better, you know, just because, like, you know, health-wise, not because, like, body-wise, and, like, 
con you know, consequently, like you're going to look at yourself a little bit better and you're going to feel better. Yeah. So that's kind of, so yeah, breakups make it hard for me to go back into sex because they make me doubt myself on a, on a self-image issue. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's, I think that's something that we probably all grapple with to an extent after a breakup and going back into sexual encounters of any kind. I think, um, one, like I'll just say sexistentialist as a podcast believes that all bodies are beautiful. Um, and like, you know, we, we have so much internalized fat phobia that makes, um, sexuality difficult for a lot of people, um, to feel comfortable in their own skin. And that's something that, um, I think we should try to combat. And I think we all feel it to a certain degree. So it's such a big part of the way that our society talks about sex, um, and, and being sexy. Right. And so, you know, I read, I read something that I thought was really important by, um, a PTSD and, and depression activist who, was talking about the fact that for some people who struggle with um, mental illness or are in kind of a depressive state, we can say like in a, in a state of grief and mourning, I think, it is really hard to love yourself, right? It's really hard um, to, to, to look at yourself in the morning and, and feel love. And so I think I, think I want to state that I don't think you have to fully – love yourself if you're going to start a new relationship after a breakup. I think you you can be in a healthy relationship that helps you relearn to love yourself, but I think you do have to be considerate of yourself, right? I think you have to be kind to yourself. I think you have to be aware of your own boundaries, um, your consent, and the fact that like you as a person, despite the way that you currently perceive yourself in a post-breakup situation, like are worth respect and kindness. Um, and, you know, that applies to like personality and body alike. And I, I mean, pff, I've been told I'm adorable and not sexy by people I've had sex with countless times too. I know. I know. Well, we're looking at each other like, but you're hot and I'm hot and we're both hot. So everyone should we're think we're hot. hot. Like you, like you're definitely like I'm doing well, this you're also with my, with my, with my finger right now for everyone to know she is hot. And you're hot. Enrique is hot. We're both hot. And I'm, I am 110% positive we're both phenomenal in bed. So like, I know, but how dare anyone be like, oh my God, you're so cute. I've had, I've had a boy be like, you're, and I say boy, because this was a, kind of a while ago at this point, be like, you're not the kind of, you're not the right kind of sexy to pull off laundry. I know. And I know other people hear that. And so there's no, there's no, you know, right type of sexy everyone can be sexy if they feel sexy right everyone is sexy if they're a sexual being so you know you know I, everyone I, has their own likes and dislikes just don't be a don't be don't be awful to that other yeah. person kindly reject them just say yeah. i'm sorry like i'm sure someone's into you i'm not into you yeah i hope you're well yeah you do and that, that leads me to um, maybe, like, another tip or trick, and I'd love your take on this. Like, I think post-breakup, there is no shame in being, like, overly direct about where you are emotionally and physically. Like, I, I no one needs to hear your whole tragic backstory unless 
you're at a point where you want to share that. But I think it's okay to be like, hey, I'm going through kind of like a a tricky time and I'm going to need to be clear about my physical boundaries. That's the only time you ever like need to share a little bit more is in the bedroom, not at a restaurant, not at a coffee shop, but like in the bedroom, if you're going to be like doing some form of coital activity. Oh my God. Yeah. He said that. Yes say something if you're not comfortable with the way that a man grabs you because your ex used to grab you that way to abuse you yeah because I've had and you know an ex-lover who is now a really really good friend of mine told me that he didn't like getting picked up Mm. because of the way that his ex used to pick him up and throw him in the closet yeah and I think I think it's okay like in even, you know, even if, you know, let's say, I mean, obviously Enrique and I both have a history of, um, or complicated dating history, right? But let's say that you have had an easy, breezy, beautiful relationship history, right? Let's say that you, you know, your ex-boyfriend was perfect and like he moved across, you know, the country and that's why you broke up, but like any other scenario and you'd be married. Okay. Let's say like, that's your fucking reality. It's not, but like, what's if it is. And there's like nothing that could be triggering for you sexually. It's still okay to take it slow, right? It's still okay to be like, hey, I'm grieving my perfect Ken doll of an ex-boyfriend and I just need you to not like rail me. Like if the sex was gentle the first time, like that would be great. Or I don't want to rail you because I would like to, you know, penetrate someone gently for the first time, you know, like it's okay. It's okay to be like, I would like it this way. This time, if you're cool with that, let me know. If not, maybe we aren't sexually compatible or we should wait. Correct. 100% correct. <laughs> I can't tell if you're cringing at what I'm saying or... Yeah, I'm not cringing. I'm only, like, I'm cringing at, like, because it's happened. Yeah. Because it's happened. Because it's it's relatable shit. That's why. But no, you, you have to be, you have to be perfectly coherent with the other person on what's going on how it happened, well, not really how it happened, but like what's going on with you and how you want this experience right now to go down. I mean, one of the reasons why I really fell for Felix and fell for him hard was because I was, um, I suffered from sexual assault for a while and mm-hmm. someone entered me without my permission. Yeah. Um, and whenever he and I were, you know, messing around, he was kind of playing with me in that way. And I told him that I wasn't comfortable with that. And his first response was, well, we don't have to do that. That's perfectly fine. There are other things to do. And I loved that. That was great. That made me feel safe, secure, and appreciated. You know what, folks? If you communicate boundaries to your first time hookup post breakup and they don't respect them or have a fucking rude response then they're not worth your time dump them and and their poor attitude and disrespect is not a reflection of how fucking sexy you are because Enrique and I are here to tell you that you're fucking hot but it means you need to find someone who's going to be respectful of your fucking humanity because that's what you deserve, even though sometimes post-breakup brain tells you that you're not. Everyone deserves to have wonderful fun. Just don't, 
don't compromise yourself because you're looking to have a great time. You're not looking to have a trauma. Like you're not looking to have mm-hmm. a ton of trauma. Like l- let's not do that. Yeah. Um, quality and, over quantity. Exactly. And if you're purposely hurting yourself, maybe take a step back, analyze what's going what's going on. Don't look at it as if it's a you know a wrong situation. Just analyze what you're doing and start thinking about what are some things that are making your ha- making you happy, what are some things that are not making you happy sincerely. Yeah. And if you have a really hard time processing your own emotions and where you stand with yourself and in relation to other people, Therapy. then once again, we're going to tell you to seek out professional help, right? Like obviously Enrique and I have what we think is a lot of life experience, but we're not professionals. And if if you if you find yourself feeling like you're losing your goddamn mind, which I feel that way all the time, and again, that's why I'm in therapy, then you need a professional, and that's okay. We're here to tell you that it's still sexy to go to therapy. And if you don't know where to go, um, because sometimes life is hard and because we don't necessarily think about it, psychology.com really good resource to go if you do happen to have insurance which i know is a luxury these days in this country love it Mm -hmm. america um then you could do what i did and go to your primary care physician Mm -hmm. and ask them for a referral yep for you know for counseling and they will most and they will definitely they're compelled to do so um they will find someone to help you yep and um I found my therapist online too. I looked at like zip code. I wanted, you know, X, Y, and Z criteria. And, um, you know, my, I typed in my insurance and I found her and she's been a goddamn gift. But, you know, hopefully for those of you who are, are post breakup right now, this has been helpful and supportive and insightful. Um, you know, we're here to remind you to be kind to yourself and to, um, you know, explore sexually, but keep in mind the the fact that you deserve you deserve the world, whoever you are. And I know that it's not necessarily like, you know, on cue with what we're talking about, but like, let's just say I've been going on like I've had so far two really, really, really good dates. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yank my horn or like you know <laughs> anything here, but like toot my own horn. Excuse me. <laughs> I liked Yank as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, I've had really, really, like two really, really good dates did not lead to sex, which is good for me. Mm -hmm. Woo. (laughs) But like the attraction was definitely there. So it was like, okay, definitely going to get there eventually. Yeah. But like, hey, two really good dates. That's, that's amazing. That is amazing. And you know what? I am in a functioning relationship with a one man, shocking. Two, um, a gorgeous man, a gorgeous man. So lucky. I'm hashtag blessed. Um, who not only, um, I was gonna say not only disrespects me in bed the way I like, but, um, no, I mean, we can have nasty fuckery and he's kind and knows about my damage. And if you can, you know, if you can be Enrique and I and be as tragic after a breakup as we've both been 
and you know we're making it happen we're making healthy happen it's not even about being in a relationship it's making healthy happen if we can do it then you definitely can everybody can do it everyone can do it but um cheers to healthy sex cheers to safe sex um especially after breakups and especially right now yeah use protection and be nice to yourself enrique it's been a pleasure as usual to have you on and to you know share your tips and tricks um that we're all in progress of learning and mastering in time um i love you i appreciate your insight and wisdom and um you'll be back obviously um you will always have my heart honestly seriously always will have it right here I'm always happy to help. Aww. Lots of love from Enrique to me and also to all of you. All of you grand listeners. I love you all. And thank you for listening to my BS once again. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs>